Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes Podcast, where two old school heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor sometimes. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about season five, volume, no, damn it, season no! four, volume five, episode 15, Close to You. You played yourself with all the numbers. I <laughs> did. It's, I was like, no, and it's, it's going to stay into it. I'm not cutting it out. It's... <laughs> Hooray. Oh, sorry for the delay. There was kind of a family emergency and now yep. it's mostly sorted out. So hopefully yep. we're back on track again. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. There was like family stuff. There was like scheduling stuff. It was it was a lot of stuff. Honestly, the fact that we made through like our first two years basically without any huge gaps like that is a miracle. <laughs> It fucking is. If people knew us at all in our track record of these collaborative events, then yeah. Like, other than the holidays, that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Fully agree. We're still here. <laughs> Watching oh, yeah. Heroes. We're, we're finishing this shit, so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, Keisha. Yeah. I hear there's a little bit of news. Would you care to, would you care to talk about it? It broke yesterday. That apparently there have been discussions. And, you know, this is interesting because it's kind of like how the writer strike came along and, like, put an end to a lot of things that were happening. I feel like the pandemic has put a start to a lot of things that wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, because people are, you know, not only did they have a little time out, but then they're like, oh, we got to... We gotta create a fuck ton of content in case anything bad ever happens again, because you know they didn't want to be unprepared. So I think I think people are like greenlighting more things than they would have in the past. Yeah. Um, which is all that to say, they are in production, pre-production, and like contract negotiations for another um, movie uh, for the Star Trek J.J. Abrams Kelvin universe. <clears throat> so that's mm-hmm. the Zachary Quinto Spock and Co. Um. Which would be really cool and honestly did not look like it was going to happen because those movies do fine, but they do not like, they're not Marvel movies. No. So he might get to be Spock again and Pine might get to be Kirk again and et cetera, et cetera. And if they decide they aren't, we will talk about it here, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. That we will. Because his foray into Spock was during Heroes, as we've spoken before. During yeah. and after. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And is and is still a really great role of his. He's a really good Spock. So, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't either, especially considering, if I may, I don't think he has like the most discerning of taste. <laughs> I, I I mean, like, I don't think he's gonna be like, ugh, you know. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like he probably would. So, I I think he would. Yeah, it's not like where I'm like I don't think he'd do American Horror Story again compared to this. Yeah. See, Ryan Murphy ruined it um, for him, but if he could just go, like, get on, like, a Mike Flanagan production or something, mm, like, that'd be mm-hmm, sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just need that to happen. I could see that. He's so good in the genre that it's a shame that we don't get to enjoy him in it more. Like, yeah. Yeah. And not even necessarily as, like, the killer or whatever. Like, he's just good in that particular type of storytelling, so. That's all there is for news, I believe. Yeah, pretty much. We didn't really consider anything else to be worth like mentioning. Mm-mm. So, or if or we or we missed it. If we missed it, hey, hop on the Discord. Let us know. Absolutely. I guess let's just like crack into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Take us away, Keisha. Send us into the episode close to you. Woo. All right. So the previously was Mohinder. Remember that guy? Remember? There's a couple of those in this episode. It's like, remember that person? (laughs) (laughs) Regular cast member so-and-so? But after the Mohinder previously, we actually get um, a monologue, and it's not from Mohinder. It's from Noah Bennett. Dun-dun. Which is a really kind of fun way to have, like, a recap of the season again, because maybe they had another break. Yeah. Could have been. Because, yeah, it was like, hey, here's all these things that happened. And it's just, like, this really long recap, this, like, monologue that he does about, like, how he can continue to be part of Claire's life and protect her without, like, losing her. You know, just all the stuff that he's dealing with currently. Um, And when we go into, like, the scene proper, it's Noah and Lauren. And they're just, they're, they're putting their heads together and they're doing some research. And they're trying to figure out more about the Samuel guy. Like, his past... Who might have known him, like who, how they can get to him, that kind of thing. And they end up talking about the compass. And Lauren's like, you know who has a compass who you could call who you are, you know, not talking to because you're a man and you're also stubborn. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not calling Claire. <laughs> he's like, no. Uh, he's being a real jerk ass to her, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yep. Um, she should have just smacked him. <laughs> like full Angela Petrelli, just slap. She knew how to hurt him in other ways. That's true. So while they're, you know, kind of, you know, bickering a little, they do get a hit on Vanessa Wheeler, who is the person who grew up in that estate that we saw Samuel, like, level (laughs) earlier on in the season. Um, Basically, that's where she grew up. And so he and his parents worked for her parents. You know, it was like that kind of thing. And so they end up getting in contact with her and they're like, oh, I want to talk to you about Samuel Sullivan. We're just looking for him. You know, we just, we just, uh, just trying to, trying to find him. And she lies and says like, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know him. And, uh, Noah's like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that for a second, but she hangs up on him. And he's like, well, looks like I'm going to California. And Lauren's like, yeah, you're going alone, buddy. (laughs) Like she doesn't want to go with him. She's not getting caught up in this because he's, he's very clearly, it's interesting what Noah's like when he doesn't have, like, a siler around. He, like, always needs to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. And he will, like, direct his Ahab energy <laughs> elsewhere. And it goes off the rails just like it used to with Siler. So, yeah. Like, he's gonna he's gonna fucking find Samuel. He's determined to stop him. It's 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 always the same. I'm, it, like, his problems he was having at the beginning of the episode, I think, in the monologue. Even I was like, it's the same song, it's the same dance. Absolutely. The, like, the balance between, like, letting Claire do what she wants and him protecting her. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. Yes. And I I had to look up really quick. I, we can bring it up now. Like, mm. uh, Vanessa is played by Kate Vernon. Before I forgot, like, you know who it is. We'll mm-hmm. see her in the flesh in a little bit here. Uh, she has been on Battlestar Galactica. She was LNT. That's why she's familiar to me. Oh, how could I forget? Okay. I know who she is. I'm um, looking to see what other big things she was on. She is very memorable on Battlestar Galactica. In the, I in the figured. I figured. I was like, she's in there for quite a bit. She has been on mm-hmm. TV for a long time, like back in the 80s. Nice. Kind of so like a Coleman then. Yeah. So she has been on a lot of things. Excellent. I'll have to look at her IMDb later and be like, oh, I know her from that too or whatever. So. Yeah, and she's still doing stuff. She's still working. She's got 2021 20, credits, so 
Hey. Yeah. Booked and blessed. <clears throat> she was also on, more recently, the Morning Show TV series from, um, I think it was on Apple. Isn't that what it's on? It's on Apple Plus, yeah. Apple TV Yeah, Plus. so she's been in that recently, so. Yeah, good for her. Which, like Rachel said, we will see her in the flesh soon enough, but we're gonna we're gonna tease it out a little more because we're gonna cut over to the carnival. Specifically, we're going to cut to that drawing of Vanessa on Samuel's desk, and he's uh, writing a letter. And Lydia um, comes up to him, and he's like, "I'm gonna need some supplies, you know, for like you know the ink and stuff he he makes for his tattoos and whatnot." And he's like, look, look, you know, because there's tension between them, you can tell. <laughs> he's like, I know things have not been great, you know, but we're so close to realizing our dreams. And she's just like fully not here for his bullshit from the jump. She's just like, you mean your dreams? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ugh, kind of kind of ignoring that. He's just like, well, the day's finally come to bring her here. But you can tell it's just like, oh, God, there's so much tension between them. Like Lydia and he are just like on such thin ice now. And that's really dangerous for Lydia, frankly. Yeah. Um, which is really driven home by the fact that um, a little bit after this, we see Lydia's kid again, who can do fire stuff. And um, Lydia's talking to her and she's like, we're going to need a new leader someday. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous talk to just be having there out in the open in the carnival. And she's like, you know, there, there's someone out there. Um, someone who could be like a new Joseph to us, but he just has to come here and we have to basically get him convinced to, you know, be part of this. And she's just like, oh, but he's just so far away. But Lydia's really powerful. Like, holy crap. Can we talk about how powerful she is to be able to do this? Yeah, Um, right. Like, seriously, though, she closes her eyes and she reaches out to our boy Peter, who was... um, he was sleeping, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he was sleeping. And from so far away, she's able to reach him with an empathetic connection. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, and he wakes up and his arm hurts. And lo and behold, we see the compass tattoo and it's just spinning away. And it's like, wow, she she's really powerful. Like, holy fuck. That's not some, like, C-tier level stuff right there. Like... That's that's really impressive, actually. Yeah. Made it reappear so, in everything on him. Right? And so Peter is still, like, very much involved in this part of the story, as we'll see. Yeah. I thought it was funny when, like, Samuel's like, listen, I know things have been difficult with, like, Edgar <laughs> and, like, um, Joseph. And Lydia's like, <sighs> Siler? <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> as you remember that sore spot that happened in, like, the last episode or so? Yeah. Yeah, it was the last I mean, episode. She got something out of it. So. I mean, she still was like, it was something he like made her do, you know. That's not so that's not words. wrong. That's so, not wrong. but yeah. like he, that wasn't something he thought was like worth um, apologizing. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. Because to him, that's just what she's for. Yes. So, so. I which is that really was interesting. Yeah. No, you're right. That is very interesting. Just doesn't even have it on his mind because to him that's not even like a, a sin to have committed. Nope. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I killed a guy, and I guess you're kind of like boyfriend or friend. I kind of drove him off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the thing, right? It's like they kind of seemed like there was maybe something between Edgar and Lydia, but they never really went there. So. No. No. Hard to say. Could be platonic because they've just grown up together. Basically, it could be. So. It very well could be. So, guess who's back, baby? It's Matt Parkman. What? 
And he is How? being... Who? He is Mr. Momming it up, making breakfast for his <laughs> wife, Janice. And he's all like, woo, have enjoy your breakfast. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to make ratatouille tonight. And like... Janice is like, yeah, this is so awesome. But, um, so my brother is still looking for someone to fill that software salesman job. <laughs> oh, God. And it's kind of like, Janice, what are you doing? And Because she, we know that she's well off, that she makes a lot of money. I forgot if she's like a lawyer or whatever. She's a lawyer, I think, or works at a law firm. Like, and, yeah. like, she's dressed up for the occasion as well. And she says it's because she's worried he's not left the house since he's gotten back. <laughs> Honestly, who can blame him at this point? Who can and he's fucking like, bl- Well, yeah. He's like, no, you know, listen, I'm just happy here being Mr. Mom, taking care of you and Maddie. It's like, I don't have any interest in doing anything else, you know, just let me just chill, you know, I don't want to go back to being a cop, I don't want to do this and that, you know, just, I just want to be with you, with my family, what's important. Mm-hmm. She leaves. Guess who's in the house? It's Noah Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's like, this hey! This fucking guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, Matt, where have you been? I've, been? I've left you, like, five messages. And Matt's like, just <laughs> fucking go. Get out of my house. Get the hint, buddy. Have you heard of Samuel Sullivan? And because <laughs> Noah's like, I need your help. And he's like, the last time I helped you, dude, I ended up with Siler in my head. And Noah apologizes, of course. He's like, we all, it was a terrible idea. I know, but Samuel is a very <laughs> bad man. And it's like, so Siler. And he gets to the point where, like, why is he a bad man? Because he's trying to recruit his daughter. And Matt's like, hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I love that Matt calls him out on it, too, which, like Lauren did, so you're going to kick this guy's ass instead of talking to your daughter. For real. And Noah just needles him back like, it's Claire today, but it could be your son tomorrow. <laughs> and that, like, he got under Matt's skin. Good job, Matt. I mean, good job, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what buttons to push ultimately yeah yeah fucking materializing noah bennett i love when he's just like i thought i'd check your security system because he broke in obviously <laughs> <laughs> like b and e yeah mm-hmm. just popping into the guy that kidnapped him last volume and tortured him in a motel room yeah 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 no you big mm-hmm, no big deal they all have complicated relationships on the show <laughs> yeah yeah they've all they Matt and um, Noah have always gotten along. They've always had an interesting partnership, these two. Yes. they've worked together. So it is nice Absolutely. to see that again. It's literally like a season one callback in a lot of ways, having these two around. Yes. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love when they're like, oh, Samuel Sullivan, this guy's a very bad man. And Matt's like, so is Bin Laden. And I was like, oh, yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. Of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> timely timely so let's go over to ando and hero and they're at the asylum and apparently they have ando has admitted hero to the asylum and ando's like i don't know why this is the plan because i'm not sure how i'm going to get you out <laughs> after this is done and hero is still scrambled so he's still like you know find dr watson Sandra Ponzo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like whatever and the nurse says ando can't come back and he leads Hero back. And when Hero walks by and sees a door, he starts pointing at the door like, Dr. Watson, Dr. Watson. And he's eventually kind of like drug off a little bit. And so Andal uses his little red lightning to uh, let himself into the uh, 
back doors. And he goes up to Amadi's door, which is the door that Hero was having, you know, his little fit in front of. And I do wonder if that's not a reference as well. It might be. Because he finds out that Amadi, Dr. Watson, is Mohinder. He's like, it's Mohinder Suresh. I think he actually just says Dr. Suresh, because that's how they know him as. Yeah, I think so. Like, oh, stuff Hero is saying is starting to make sense. It's just code, man. You Mm -hmm. just gotta crack the code. Yeah. Like, as usual, the Ando and Hero stuff is the comic relief of this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More so as we move forward, but yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, right? The fucking slapstick, like, nature of it all? Mm-hmm. Are you looking up a Mahdi or nah? I am. Okay, so that's why I'm um, waiting. I'm like, before I move forward. <laughs> no, you're good. I, as far as I can tell, um, it has to do, I don't know if this is why they used it, but apparently, according to our good friends at Wikipedia, um, the Ahmadis, spelled the same way, are active translators of the Quran and mm-hmm. proselytizers for the faith. So, translators, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking translating what Hero says later on, so... Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. But, yeah. Interesting. Uh, back to Los Angeles with Matt and Noah waiting outside the, um... What is that building? Because it's, it's the famous Los Angeles, like, freaking orchestra building. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's like the shell? Was it the... Oh, my gosh. What, it's, it's not... It's not a Philharmonic of some kind, is it? Was it the just the Walt Disney Concert Hall? Is that what it's called? Maybe. The LA Philharmonic? I honestly, Maybe it must yeah, be that. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I thought there <laughs> was, was no a different culture. name. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I just look, I look, I typed in LA Orchestra Building, and yeah, that looks like mm. it is. It's, it's, it's a very interesting piece of architecture. If you see it, you'll know it. Um, is it. Is it like a Gary? Yeah, it is a Frank Gary. There you go. That's what I mean, like the design that particular design style yeah the la phil mm-hmm. oh, okay so but it's now known as the walt disney concert hall so i don't think it was always known <sighs> as that but probably not but disney buys everything so <laughs> so that's where they are um they're waiting for rehearsal to be over because vanessa is a first chair cello because remember the cello was for her <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they spot her as she comes out and Noah's like, all right, I'm going to go talk to her. Come up when you're ready, Matt. Woo! And he goes up. <laughs> and he asks her directly about Samuel again. And she's like, I told you. I don't know him. And he's like, yeah, but I have photos of you together. Which they do. And she keeps trying to brush him off and get him to leave. Which, I mean, can you blame the lady? <laughs> Honestly. And finally, Matt comes up and pushes the thought into her head. That she can trust him and talk to them. Which, like, you would think, why didn't Matt just try to mind read her instead of going right away to, um, I'm going to, like, tell her what to do so she'll talk to us. Because he didn't want to be part of it. Like, he stood on the sideline and Noah went up to him and was like, have you met my friend Matt Parkman? And basically, like, bullied him into doing it so she wouldn't cause a fuss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he was there... I think to make sure Noah didn't like do something stupid. And uh yeah, he basically got bullied into it. <laughs> they, Fair. They, they did a ha- they did a have you met have you met Ted on him. So like yeah. And yeah, she does come back over like, oh, you know what, I ch- I do want to talk to you about uh Samuel because I'm like so worried about him. <laughs> so Noah gets yeah. his way. Yeah. Yeah, Noah like pushes Matt into doing it and 
you know, yeah, gets gets his way. Like you said, he gets what he what he wants ultimately. It's more like I'm surprised that because I know Matt didn't want to, and he does end up getting bullied into it. That he didn't try to like think like, okay, you know, the quicker I get this over with and read a thought, the quicker Noah Bennett's going to be out of my face. Because he's on a dark path, Rachel. <laughs> okay, okay, that is the easy way of doing it. It's just to whammy her instead of trying to, like, interrogate her in his, you know, in telepathically. It's to just be like, oh, let's just change the perspective on this. It goes with what he's going to do in a couple episodes yes. very well. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Just something to think about. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a villain. <laughs> dun dun. And I'm not joking when I say that. Would he have been a volume five villain? No, this is volume five. Of- ah, fuck me, dude. I can't remember. Would he have been a volume six villain? Uh, maybe. He's, like, not a good dude in most iterations of a future, so, yeah. Yeah, that's... And he does show up in Reborn, so... He does. So, well, let's, uh, let's hop away from California for a moment. And we see Peter, and he's trying to call Noah, actually. Yeah. And (laughs) it's keeping it all connected. Uh, and he picks up a newspaper at, like, a little stand, and it has the Nathan Petrelli, like, crash on the front of it, on the front page. And he's just kind of walking through the city, and we see the scene is cut with Emma in her apartment playing her cello again. But this time it seems like it's different, because she's playing, and Peter's quite far away, and it basically stops him in his tracks, and affects him from like a really far, you know, from far away in the city. And he kind of drops everything and just comes straight to her, which she's very excited about when he comes in, because that's what Samuel said she could do like a siren song, basically a lure. And that's, you know, she just has to think about a person. And so that's who she was thinking about. She was thinking about Peter and it worked, which is scary. which <laughs> is really scary. Um, she's very powerful too. Hot damn. Yep. Um, so she tells him about when she met Samuel, but she doesn't use his name. She just says that she met a man and then, and um, he happens to be looking at the cello and he's just like, wait, what? Cause this seems all really sus, you know, like this guy and, you know, having her do stuff and that's never good. And he's, I think a little freaked out that it, that he got like affected by her power as well. You know, that's like a willpower thing. And as he's in her apartment, he sees that her cello has that same compass on it and he notices it and he's just like oh my god and he shows her his tattoo it's the same compass and also you know peter petrelli with ink hot so (laughs) let's let's keep our podcast focused on what's really important um looks good with the tattoo (laughs) look Woo! a moment for the ladies um (laughs) And everyone else. Um, so, yeah, Emma's getting very powerful as well. That's really quite something. It's nice to see her excited about it. And such a bummer that Peter immediately is like, no, this is not a good thing. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though he's right, but still. Like, I don't like to see Peter Petrelli, of all people, be the wet blanket. Like, it was so cute when, like, she looked at her, like, d- like peephole and saw Peter and she was like, uh-huh. yes, and just, like, so excited. To tell him, like, I I made you come here. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I know. I loved her little moment of joy. Yeah. We'll see more of that later in the episode, but yeah. We will. It'll be a real back and forth between them about her her ability. 
and its uses. Mm-hmm. Um, going back over to California, we see Vanessa, and she's really getting a chance to talk to Noah and Matt now. And she's talking about her youth and basically like, oh, this is so great. Samuel used to write her love poems. How very Spike of him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Samuel's bloody awful poetry. Um, Yeah. Like, they never cared about the class differences between them. You know, they were, they had a, they had a brief fling because, you know, one day she came home and they were just gone and she moved on and whatever. And she thought like, hey, that's the end of it. But then he showed up when she was older and as she puts it, all swagger and rock and roll. And in her room, by the way, showed up in her room. Mm-hmm. Words matter. <laughs> um, and she was at that age where she was just, like, down for a bad boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Like, she wanted to date the bad boy, so sure. And she was having fun with it, but he was, like, obviously obsessed and way too serious. And he wanted to marry her. And she was like, mm, yeah, no, that that's not happening. I'm going to go be a carny. <laughs> um, <laughs> And apparently, according to her, he just does this. He just shows up a lot. And uh, it's pretty much stalking. And it also is coupled with a lot of, like, delusions of grandeur. And um, he's constantly like, you know, oh, this last time he's like, we're going to be together once you see how powerful I've become. And, you know, it's real fucked up because yeah. he, he always knows where she is. He knows where, you know, she lives and where she works. And that's great for Noah, though, because that means that she knows how to reach him. And so that's perfect. That's what he needs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, can't find the carnival? Whatever. Let's bring the carnival to us. And so Noah's like, hey, do us a favor. Take this Sprint branded phone and call him for us. <laughs> and so she's like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. It is. It's fucking creepy obsession level stalking yes. we've got going on here. Yes. Um, what? Like, clearly nothing terrible must have happened in the relationship for her to, like, not try to actively stop this. Because it's just, like, he tried to marry her. She was like, nope. And apparently, like, you know, nothing happened after that until he started showing up again. Right. And, you know, you have to think, I wonder what Joseph's intervention had to play with that. Like, I am willing to bet not only was he probably able to stop him from coming around her maybe as much, um... But also, like we saw in the flashbacks, he was a very different person when Joseph was alive. Yeah, Because he was very neutered intentionally. Um, but now he's just fucking fancy free. <laughs> and he's going off the goddamn deep end and he's going to have everything he wants. And oh, so creepy. Because, yeah, the initial marrying was like when she was in college. So they were both like college age. Um, yeah, they were like kids. Yeah. yeah. And then he started showing up again more recently. But still, girl, mm-hmm. I would be like, this is not... Like, you need to, what? <laughs> Man, the number of women in pop culture who are just like, yeah, he stalks me, but it's fine. Like, no, no, <laughs> she really not. Why? I don't, I don't care if you've known each other since you were fucking six. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, God damn. Yeah. yeah. Red flag city. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, but he was always fine to me. Yeah, well, you don't know what he could do. Yeah. Like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Well. Back to Peter and Emma, yes? Yes. So now they're back at Peter's place, and he's showing her the newspaper clipping that Samuel put himself in. And uh, he's like, yeah, that's not the name he gave me, but this is the guy. You know, she 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 recognizes him. And so, you know, they show, like, they, they show off the compass and everything, and because, uh, you know, he gave Emma a compass. 
And Peter's like, mm, yeah, see, last time I saw a compass like that, my friend, aw, got stabbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he considers Noah a friend. Aw, <laughs> Right? That's nice. And basically, Peter is just like, dude, Samuel's a bad guy. You shouldn't listen or trust him. And who should just barge in like she fucking would? Like, you know, she just like, oh, she just has her own key. She's just that mom. Yep. It's Angela just in a conversation already, just starting the minute she walks through the door. Just not caring what Peter's doing at all. Didn't call first. Did nothing. And she just barges right in. And she realizes, oh, Peter has a guest. Oh. But then Angela's freaked out when she sees her. And she's very vague about why when Peter tries to introduce them. And Peter's upset by her reaction. Like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that a little a little later. We have a lot of stuff to do first. But yeah, she's not, uh, she's pretty rude to her. So Peter, how do you know this woman? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This woman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm okay, great. Um, bye. <laughs> Poor Emma. God, getting involved with the Petrellis at all. She's getting wet sponge so fucking hardcore this episode. Mm. You know? Yeah. Just like raining on her fucking parade at every angle, you know? For real. Let her just have a little bit of joy and magic and wonder. Damn. People. But we know that that's not how that works because she is literally being manipulated. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alas, yes. This is not mm-hmm. like she's being mentored by Hero and learning all mm-hmm. of this. This is, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no. The literal bad guy is indeed trying to use her. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, Mr. Petrelli. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Hero, because I don't think yeah. he'd be very happy to find out that she was being manipulated by Samuel either. Oh, absolutely not. He's no fan of Samuel. Uh... There's still the Charlie thing, you know? Yes. Yeah, we gotta resolve not, that still, guys. We have not resolved that, yeah. <laughs> so, Ando and Hero are in the asylum in the, like, little, uh, common room, I guess you would say? Yeah, basically. And Hero is all like, this is what I've been saying, Sancho Panza, and Ando is, like, so happy that Hero is not completely crazy, because this again affirms that Hero is just scrambled, he's speaking in code, but the code makes yeah. sense. Yes. And he's like, okay, so Mohinder has super strength. Why has he not broken out yet? And Hero's like, we need to make Bruce Banner into the Hulk because the stormtroopers have been drugging him. (laughs) And um, he points to the cart that the, the nurse is pushing around. And there's this whole bit where Ando goes and swipes the drugs. And he's like, show me your hands. And Ando puts it in his mouth and like pretends to sneeze. And then gets slapped on the back and accidentally swallows the pill and yeah there's this whole song and dance around that so (laughs) definitely played up for comedy though Mm -hmm. yep but yeah so he he takes away the medicine that was meant for dr suresh the tranquilizer and ends up swallowing it himself (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. classic you know drugs you shouldn't take scenario yeah little slapsticky kind of humor which I imagine has got to be extra hefty for, like... Because I'm sure Mohinder did not go down easy. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking quadruple dose. Yeah. Good night. Uh, so, going back to California with Noah and Matt. And they are waiting for Samuel to show up. 
and Noah's more in the building. He's got, like, eyes on um, Vanessa while Matt is waiting outside. And Noah's like, all right, he's here. Samuel's here. And Matt's like, what? He didn't go past me. Where the hell did he come from? (laughs) And before Noah can, like, get, like, a shot on Samuel or anything, uh, he gets tossed. He gets tossed by our, your friend and mine, Eli, (laughs) who is in this episode. And he immediately zaps him. Uh, Matt also, who runs in realizing something has happened, gets stopped by an Eli, and Noah also zaps him, because they aren't, neither of them are the prime, though they just vanish. And he's like, what the hell's up with that? No time to explain. They chase after Samuel and Vanessa, because they have a tracker on her. And they take her out to a, like, the alley? He's like, go to the alley. And she's gone, but Samuel's there, and he's all like, they're like, where is she? And he's like, just stay away, and... He cracks a hole in the ground <laughs> and dirt blows up in front of uh, Matt and makes a dramatic exit. And or before Noah, Noah's the one that's confronting him. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Noah. Because yeah. Matt pulls up all like, what the hell happened? Because Noah's covered in dirt. And uh, they pull up the tracker on Vanessa and keep tracking her as they drive off. Yeah, they had, they, they were ready with a plan B for her getting snatched. Yes. Like that was kind of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So they weren't they weren't like naive enough to think that like oh it's just all going to go smoothly right away but absolutely not yeah mm-hmm. using this poor woman as live bait though i mean i guess <laughs> it's classic no it is. though it fits it is like you know yeah <sighs> fucking noah it absolutely works i love you but at the same time you're just fucking terrible half the time <laughs> at the same time you drive me crazy <laughs> Uh, and you, you're definitely in drive me crazy mode in this episode, so. <sighs> and how. Like, throughout, too. Yep, yep, yep. Just talk to your daughter, dude. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't wanna. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. I refuse to say that I did anything wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I demand forgiveness, even though that's not up to me. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back with Peter and Angela. I love Peter just being like, well, <laughs> you can explain why you were a bitch to my friend. Like, And she's like, you know, she had a dream. And he's like, okay, you had a dream. And she's like, let me tell you something, Peter. There's nothing you can do to save that girl. Like, absolutely nothing. Just leave it alone. And I love what Peter says. Love it. He's like, half this family's dead, their bodies are surrounded by lies, and it's down to you and me. Just please tell me the truth for once. Way to go. Yeah, (laughs) you tell her. So she's like, okay. The dream was foggy, but the message was not. She's like, Peter, this girl, this woman, she's going to kill thousands of people, and it all has something to do with the cello. You can't save her. You can't save her and so peter's getting the hint like oh but someone else can and so you know angela's being very withholding but he does the thing where he just like i'm gonna take your power (laughs) and she kind of smirks a little like knew you would kind of thing and uh she's like you know people think that dreaming the future is a gift and they're wrong you know it's they're just wrong you just you you you're just constantly, obviously, confronted by bad shit that you can't do anything to change. I mean, obviously, she saw Nathan. Like, she saw her eldest son die, and she did everything she thought she could to stop it. And it didn't, it didn't, you know, it still happened. Yep. So, 
What a horrible thing to be haunted with. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and she didn't tell him who's going to help. That's for him to find out. That's for him so. to discover. <laughs> oh, what a delightful reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, back at the asylum, we see... <laughs> We see Hero banging on Mohinder's cell. He's like, Dr. Watson! <laughs> and he tries to, like, mime to Mohinder what he needs to do because he's not drugged. Like, you have your strength. You need to Hulk smash out of here. He's <laughs> all like, you know? And uh, he does. He takes the fucking door off its hinges as well, which is very impressive. And Mohinder is just like, what the fucking fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, now that he's becoming, you know, more coherent, he's like, hey, you're the one who put me in here. <laughs> and Hiro does the most amazing thing. He's like, ah, to be continued, because they have to run because of the guards. I like to think that to be continued was a call out to the show itself, because, you know, they always do that. Um, so he's like, beware the stormtroopers. And so, we, we, you know, we must rescue Sancho and escape. And so he's like, I hit him for his safety. And so <laughs> I love when they they get to him, but they realize, you know, Mohinder realizes that... Um, Ando's been drugged. He's like, oh, great. I have one that can't walk and one that can't talk. Fucking uh, fantastic. Wonderful. I love it. Everything's great for me. Just the constant bitchery. Which, I mean, valid this time because Hero kind of shoved him yes. in there. Yes. He, he's earned his, his soon-to-come bitch fit for this. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so they grab Ando and they put him in like a, like a wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're pushing him through the halls and the guards are going after them. Ando is high off his ass. <laughs> He's like, it's like swimming. I'm swimming, but I'm inside out. I'm just like, oh my God. So they try to escape and, um, <laughs> uh, they are like, hey, Ando, just use your red lightning to blast the fuck out of the door lock. Cause it's all electronically, you know, locked. And so he does, which the fucking orderly sees, by the way. Yep. Hey, um, like, fully sees. And then Mohinder goes and knocks him out. But I'm like, damn, these guys are getting bold with the public displays. It's almost like something really big is going to happen that can't be ignored anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, interesting little moment there. Yeah. Being real bold about doing vis- uh, visual powers in front of normies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Andal's also high at the moment, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. But I just mean for the show to, like, they make a big thing of the guy seeing yes. it fully before Mohinder knocks his ass out. Like, yep. yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah. You see red lightning <laughs> the door. One that can't walk, one that can't Yes, oh my Great. god. <laughs> yes, the bitch fit he has there. Just like, oh, wait, you put can me I, in here. Can I give Sentinel, like, a fucking emmy or something or like a people's choice award just after the fact because nobody can do that like he can <laughs> <laughs> just the best little bitch fits in the business yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so noah and matt are following the little tracker and they're out in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden it is gone and they're like what the fuck noah gets out of the car <laughs> and what does he find but a carnival flyer. And Matt's really confused. He's like, they had a two-minute lead on us max. They can't just disappear. And I was like, maybe maybe it can, you know. Maybe this one does disappear, and maybe that's why you need a compass to find it. I love so much that these people have seen and done so much, but they're still like, 
a carnival that disappears. Yeah, right. That cannot be. Come on, Matt. I think that, like, Noah at that point is kind of like, oh, okay, now it kind of makes sense why we're having problems. Yes. Yes. It kind of, like, confirms it for him. So Matt is like, all right, great. So we go back to Claire because, again, she has the compass. And Noah's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) And Matt basically says the same thing that Lauren does to him earlier in the episode. Like, just quit trying to burn your bridge. Your bridge is not necessarily burnt down. Go talk to your daughter. What's your plan? And Noah doesn't know what his plan <laughs> is now. So we go back to Matt's place and he's trying to make his fucking ratatouille. <laughs> and oh my God, let him make his ratatouille. Noah's like, we have to find this woman. Like, stop making dinner. And he's like, I'm not a cop anymore. And Noah's like, but you're one of the good guys, Matt. You're not a coward. <laughs> and I really like what Matt, like, goes into here. Because he's like, maybe some days you can't save the whole world. Maybe some days you have to just get your own house in order. A.K.A. get your shit together, Noah. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, just go home and hug your little girl. Which, again, not a wrong thing to say. And this sort of, like, talk back from Matt leaves Noah, like, stunned and kind of impressed, honestly. And he just leaves without another word. He just really wants someone else to play Captain Ahab with him. He wants somebody else to go Moby Dick with him. Mm-hmm. That's what he really fucking wants. And nobody is indulging him. And it's like, ah. Yep. Let me avoid my family issues. God, please. This I can do. So You've gotten a divorce. We know that this is not like your, your thing and it's hard. But like, this is your song and dance that you've played mm-hmm. for years. And honestly, this is kind of like Matt's song and dance where he's always like, my wife and baby, you know, since <laughs> so he's he's trying to get what he wants like be with his like wife and kid and just get out of this fucking hellhole and yeah it's one of those things though too though where noah has a point where he says a line that is also very true he's like you send cops against specials they get flayed alive Mm -hmm. like it has to be people like you yep because it can't even be people like me nope you know he needs a one of them. <laughs> he does. So that that's an interesting thing, too, where it's like, yeah, he, where he says, like, you know, you're going to just avoid your responsibility. And it's like, oh, he didn't choose to be part of this world just because he has these powers. But then because you have the powers, you're forced to be part of this world. Like, it's it's interesting how that works. Yep. For every character, not even just Matt, but Matt's a really good example of that, like, struggle Mm-hmm. Which we see further in the episode as well. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of, like, struggle, though, I guess, you know. Um, <laughs> Peter has decided to take a nap. Have a dream. Yeah, why not? So let's see what Angela saw in the future. We see a very stressed-out Emma playing her cello in a house of mirrors. And you can hear her as she's playing people outside screaming and she's like playing more Mm -hmm. frantically and like it's like very stressed out and suddenly a voice says don't worry i've come to save you and you know you know who it is it's fucking siler siler has come to save her and he smiles at emma and peter wakes up 
So <laughs> you thought you were done with him. You thought. Oh. You thought you were done with this guy. Not even a tiny bit, my friend. No. <laughs> oh, it's destiny. <laughs> hmm. I believe in fate and destiny and karma. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. sure Peter is going to take this information and be completely rational about it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> He's not going to have a total meltdown. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, and he did one of his patented, like, I don't know how a human smiles smiles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite. We all know it. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Too much teeth. Um, oh, boy. Exciting. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, uh, Peter's like, are you shitting my dick right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Perfection. Yep. So let me explain to you what Peter does. (laughs) (laughs) That is so rational and calm. (laughs) Yep. Emma's having a lovely evening, despite her stressful day. Having some tea. And oh, she gets a visitor. Oh, okay. Oh, she lets him in. It's Peter. You know, Peter's a good guy. Comes right into her apartment, not a goddamn word, takes the cello and smashes the fuck out of it. (laughs) And then immediately is like, okay, let me explain. (laughs) And she's extremely upset. And he's like telling her he had a dream and everything. And she's like, you broke my cello because you had a dream? (laughs) Like, you psycho. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no, Samuel the Compass, it's all connected. It's bad. Something bad's going to happen. And she's up, uh, she's very upset, and she should yeah. be, frankly. And he even signs that he's sorry, and it's heartbreaking, like, as they're fighting. And it's just like, oh, God. So much of the, like, heroes of heroes trying to do a thing this episode, and it just hurting the people around them, or they can't get through to them. Yep. It's a lot of that. Because she wants them to get out. And, you know, she's, she's pissed. Mm-hmm. Don't go breaking people's stuff, Peter. God, who raised you? <laughs> just like, no conversation. He just runs in immediately. No. Mm-mm. And it's because it was Siler he saw. A thousand percent. I don't think he would have had that reaction were it anyone else. Yeah. That's why Angela was like, just leave it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Angela even finally learned her goddamn lesson about messing with this guy. Yep. Broke her cello. Those are not, uh, those aren't cheap if she wanted to go get a new one. So mean. Mm. Poor girl. I know. Very rude. Come on, Pete. So, how are, how are the three chuckle fucks in a swamp? Oh my god, right? <laughs> so, uh, Mohinder, Ando, and Tiro. <laughs> Mohinder, you thought he had a bitch fit earlier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is full on now. <laughs> Just full on not having it, not having any of this. Going off on them. And Ando's like, excuse you, dude. Like, he doesn't have very much time left. And he used what little time he has to help you. And he didn't have to do that. You know, he could have just let you rot. He really could have. Mm-hmm. No one ever would have noticed. Um, and they bring up that he has a brain tumor. And they're full on chasing. Like, the people at the asylum and like are, are like full on chasing them. Like, it's a fucking... I don't know, like it, like it's oh brother, where art thou, or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally, like they may as well have like those, you know, chain shackles and like striped, you know, striped outfits. Like it's fucking nuts. Um, so they're running through the swamp, and they can't teleport out of there, as Mohinder suggested. 
um, because his brain's all fucked up, so they have to fix his brain. And Mahinder's like, well, we need to boop out of here, so, huh, why don't you use your red lightning? Because they would have done, like, electroshock on Hero, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. That's similar. And just fry him. <laughs> See what happens. Mohinder fully not even knowing if it could kill him or not. He's just like, well, this will help maybe get us to teleport, I think. So Ando, I think, has a great reaction where he's like, yeah, no. Because Hero saw a future where I killed him once with my <laughs> red lightning. So I'm not exactly trying to do that. And Mohinder just goes... But was it in Florida? <laughs> and and I was like, no, it was in Japan. He's like, well, there you go. Do your thing. Uh, so he does. And it works. And they, they boop on out of there. And he's also speaking clearly again. So, hey. Yeah. You, you've done it. By gum, Dr. Suresh. Yeah. He solved the Was puzzle. it in Florida? <laughs> oh, that killed me so. Oh, my God. Was it in Florida? No, it was Japan. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking spark up, boy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what what a delight, what a treasure these these three boys are. That's the thing. It's like you can you can be kind of like mm, about the comedic relief of it all, but like it is funny. Like they do a good job in this bit. Like they are charming, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. You know. Plus, we have so much, like, pre-setup that we're getting to that it's okay to kind of have a fuck-around moment, I guess, kind of. Yes. Because so. yeah. mm-hmm. it does, it is leading to something, so. We got we got to yeah. move the pieces around and back into place, and it's what we're trying to do for Hero right now. Precisely. So. Um, yeah, so uh, how does Noah finish off his very uh, interesting day? He goes to Claire's dorm and knocks. Shock. Oh, he's at her place. What? And um, she's all like, answers the door, and she's kind of like looking at him, like, uh, what? What's what's up, bud? What's up? And he's like trying to apologize to her, but he's like, it's okay if you're mad. I'm not gonna talk you out of being mad. And she's like, okay, let's get to the point. Why are you here? And he's like, I'm just thinking about bridges and how I've torched all the bridges, and I hope that the one that connects you and I can still be repaired. And Claire's like, this is a fascinating conversation, but, like, I do have something I am late for, and we have to talk about this later. So it's, like, baby steps. Because she's not, like, completely telling him to fuck off, but she's like, can we talk about this later? I got something to do. And he's like, okay. Good on her for, like, enforcing her boundaries, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's like, okay, see you later. He does leave. He doesn't, like, push it either. He he goes. Because mm. she's like, I do have something I have to get to. So... Baby steps for them, baby steps. You know, it's so funny because, like, if memory serves, I think, but Siler's on campus hiding. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was reading this. I was like, is it something where Siler's in the room right now? And that was, like, playing at the same I, time. I, I couldn't remember. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just funny that he and Noah are in the same place and they don't know it. Yeah, like... yeah. I bet Siler knows. I bet Siler sees him and is like, hee hee. <laughs> Gets a little Noah Bennett tattoo on his arm. He's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, daddy. Oh, I don't mean that. It's a fun thought. Because that's the last place we saw him. And obviously that's where he shows up next time. So Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember, though. I don't think it is what I thought. So Yeah, no, no. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not. He's just lurking around the campus right now. Yup. Yup. So... Back over to Matt, who's also home. 
they're eating their ratatouille and Janice is giving Matt the the hot office goss, which is talking about <laughs> some guy God. that she works with that is totally gay, but he's in denial and he's married. Just complete gossip. And she's like, oh my God, your cooking is so great. I love your cooking. But Matt is like kind of elsewhere. He's not like fully paying attention. And she asks if he left the house. And he's like, do you think I'm a coward? <laughs> Aww, Noah, you fuck. She's like, what? what? And he says he thinks he is. He had like the worst guy in the world in his head. And after he was out, he didn't do anything to get him. He, and he let like so many people down. And he's sitting there eating his ratatouille instead of facing the world to fix the problem I caused. And Janice is just like, dude, just let the world be. There's nothing cowardly about looking after your family. And you can tell Matt does not believe that anymore. Doesn't believe what he said Mm -hmm. to Noah fully anymore. Noah, you asshole. Fucking just, I don't know, just being a straw, breaking people's backs. Just. Yep shattering their glass houses or I don't know. He's just ruining the versions of life that people would like to have. Cause like, does, does Matt owe it to everybody to go after and try to stop Siler at this point? Does he owe it to anyone? Is that the question? Like, is that a real yes, question? Yes. That's me asking you a question. Does he owe it to anyone? Um, I feel like because he was in danger for so long, with Siler in his head, that it's probably a good thing that he's just sort of watching over his his family and not getting involved, or trying not to get involved in stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that you, you fuck around with Siler, you find out one way or the other. Um, he just, you know, it's just someone who, every time that he messes with him, something bad happens with his family. And so it's just like, ugh. I get the urge. So I'm like, does he owe it to anyone? God, if anyone owes anything to anyone, it's gotta be fucking Angela owes the world a, a stop Siler because she's the one who spearheaded this whole fucking mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really even get into that because like, yeah, she has her whole moment at Thanksgiving and everything, but it's literally her responsibility to stop him because he still exists like because of her. And yeah. yeah, I think I agree. I don't think Matt owes anyone shit. <laughs> I I'm always very much like for the most part, unless it's a special circumstance. I'm almost always team like, nah, nobody knows, owes you nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. So. It's a it's a very it's a very weird uh, situation that they have here. So. I don't know. I feel like, like he said, for having this guy in his head for like a year or whatever, like he's done his time, kind mm-hmm. of. It's it's almost like a version of what will happen later on with, you know, it's it's interesting what time alone with Siler does to different people. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Different versions of Siler, though, I think are stuck. Cause... Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, though. Yeah. Not the same man going in as what came out. For sure, on either on either of these uh, either of these uh situations. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's Noah Bennett just fucking with people, and just trying to make them as lonely <laughs> and pathetic as he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. Um, but nope. he 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 hit a chord enough in Matt for him to think like, God, man, I used to be a cop. I used to care about this, and like now I have to. Well, now I owe it to Matt's someone. Always been. Yeah, well, Matt's always been insecure. He knew what button mm-hmm, to hit, mm-hmm. so. Oh. Yeah. It was the perfect thing to say. 
So, how about you take us to, like, the most uncomfortable moment of the episode? Oh my god, I will be so privileged and honored. <clears throat> we were talking about this before we recorded, we were like, wow, in the wake of all of the, like, Robert Nepper, like, allegations and everything, this is really hard to watch. <laughs> um, so, basically, we're at the carnival, and Eli's there, and he's guarding Vanessa, because she's there. And Samuel just comes up to her and brings her some hostage tea. And, you know, he's just being very delusional about the whole thing. He's just like, well, you know, it's not the five-star accommodations that you're used to, but this is pretty okay, right? And he's just being so fucking creepy and, like, not listening to her or, like, recognizing that she's quite scared. And he blames all of that on Noah Bennett. Like, clearly it's not the fact that she's being kept here against her will. No, 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 it's not a kidnapping. She can literally leave whenever she wants, except for not right now. Yep. Seriously. And so um, he won't let her go, literally grabs her at a point as like holding her and it's just, oh God, just physically, it's just extremely uncomfortable how he acts with her. And yeah, he's doing the thing where he's not listening. He's just like, I get that you're upset, but it's fate. And and basically, you know, like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll for sure take you home. I will. I'll take you back to California if you don't like what I'm about to show you, I promise. And she's like, back to California. I was like, yeah, bud, you're... <laughs> You're not, you're not home anymore. <laughs> like, oh, the whole thing is just so, uh, it's just so skeevy and just like, mm, mm, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no to this man. Yeah. Yeah. So she's very much a prisoner there right now. Yes. I know. I was like, cause he, cause Keisha asked me before the episode started, like, were you as uncomfortable with that as I was? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like, the the whole thing is, it, it was the point of the writing and everything to make you uncomfortable, but when you double down with the actor's, tr- you know, real-life behaviors, yeah, it's hard to watch him do something like that on screen now, mm-hmm. for, for real. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Extra layers to it. Yeah, layers. For sure. So, should we uh, finish things up this, with this episode? Yes, let's do it. Cool. So... Bennett is in his place and he's alone and he's probably getting ready to have a real feel sorry for himself kind of night like he normally does. <laughs> but uh, Lauren actually shows up and she's like, oh, I was driving by and I saw the light on, you know, how was California? And he actually admits to her, he's like, look, you know, things are complicated, but I care for you more than I want to admit. And it's like, oh, goodness, Noah. And so... <laughs> That's like his version of a confession, basically. And they kiss. They do kissies. And who should interrupt this wonderful moment? (laughs) But Hiro, Ando, and Mohinder. (laughs) And they're just kind of like, huh. uh." And Noah just looks over and he's like, well, hello, boys. (laughs) Not quite expecting this. And and they just all sort of wave like, hi. (laughs) And uh, to be continued. I love it because Hiro special is like, oh, oops, you had company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. My bad. Mohinder could give two shits, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think Mohinder and Anna were like, ah, oh, but yeah. Alright. He was like, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Whoopsie, still still trying to get used to doing this again, mm-hmm. sorry. To be continued. TBC. So, Keisha, what'd you think of the episode overall? That's pretty okay. It's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, 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 it's moments. Yeah. I didn't no. hate it. Oh, no, not, not at all. It's no, I guess I can't even say it's no upon this rock because, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we really, we really need to figure out our list. Yeah, for mm-hmm. uh, 
for for episodes. That's going to be hard. Yes, I'm going to have to start thinking. I'm already starting to think about it. Yeah, I've thought about it a little. I'm going to have to. Some seasons are a lot harder than others trying to pick out what your favorite episode is of it. Well, a lot of the episodes blend together too well. And Um, least favorite. Least favorite is really hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, that's what I'm concerned Mm -hmm. about. We still have time, though. Yeah, no, it's pretty okay. Like I, I liked the hero None. of it all in this episode. It was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Mohinder is always a lovely yes, presence. I, I just love his his little attitude. A great trio to have together. Noah Bennett blowing up his life is always a, <laughs> always fun. Yep. <laughs> Stop blowing things up, buddy. And for other people, too. Good yep. lord. Do we have anything else to say, or should I go right into the socials? I think we can just really go into the socials because this is definitely a moving, like, it's not even a moving people into place episode. It's a getting people, like, mentally and emotionally where they should be for what's next kind of episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, not not a whole hell of a lot of movement for plot, but, like, there's definitely some things that happen where it's like, okay, that makes a lot more sense for next week or whatever. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we're all very excited for next week. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll talk about that, I guess, in the previously. We'll talk about that more next week, Yay. even more. So, mm-hmm. so let's do some socials. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that verb there. Burb with a B, like I didn't even think about what to do. Burb with a B, like a broken cello. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Burb with a B like a broken cello. Oh, yeah. Keisha is at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, what are you tweeting about? Um, um, so basically, I just, I want to take this moment to say that there is this guy out there who is like an actor, a writer, a director, a producer. He does everything. He makes his own indie movies. And his name mm-hmm. is Jim Cummings. And I have now officially watched all of his movies, and I am obsessed. And I need everybody else to get on my level. Because, um, uh, yeah, he, he has three so far. Um, Thunder Road, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, and The Beta Test. And they are all great in different ways. And, um, yeah, I, I've tweeted about his movies a couple times. One liked by him, so delightful but uh no he's great he oh i just i i enjoy very much what he does he has a lot of different tones in his movies and i love him as an actor because his characters always seem like they're on the 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 brink of a mental breakdown and um it's (laughs) one of the funniest things ever in any movie to see him like just about to fucking flip out which he does in all of his movies and uh i love it (laughs) he has a niche i suppose right (laughs) he's really good at it it brings me a lot of joy excellent yeah excellent so I guess just that. Oh, and I finished Killjoys and it was really good. So, Yes. Mm-hmm. We love Killjoys. <laughs> we stand Killjoys in this house. Indeed. I'm still playing Wordle. And then I think the other thing was the 3DS and Wii U eShop are going to be closing down like next year they announced it. Wait, what? The eShop for the um, Nintendo for your, like the older systems. No, I know. you can still buy. That's nuts. Yeah, they're. Because they closed it down for the Wii, like, a long time ago. But they they gave us, like, a year grace period for people to still buy stuff if they want. Fuck. So that's not until, like, next March. But they have put up, because of that, this, like, cute little thing that uh, takes your data from your 3DS or your Wii U or both. And you can see what your most played game is and, like, what your favorite genre is from for that. And so I posted my little infographic that they made for, for me. Huh. 
Yeah. Cute. Shocking no one, it's Animal Crossing New Leaf was my most played. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I think it was like a thousand hours in that. Oh, man. I think I've beaten that, though, with uh, New Horizons. You Animal Crossing people are on a different level than the rest of us, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. I haven't played, though, Animal Crossing in, like, several weeks. I need to either catch up or just say fuck it and just start playing again, so. Goodness. Yeah. You can send us an email at <laughs> eclipsepod at gmail.com, mm. but the best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Come on over. It's kind of dead at the moment, but, like, I haven't been doing anything to contribute to it. Yeah, I know, right? Um- <laughs> I, I, I click on it sometimes and I'm like, I wish this were less dead and then I don't do anything to contribute to it either. So they, they are. No. You should post some of your pictures, like, uh, of you, things you've rediscovered. No. Yeah. In the past couple days, so. I'll have to dig them out again, but I think I can easily get to them, so. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think that about does it then. Huzzah. Huzzah. We're back, baby. Hopefully weekly again we'll see shit happens shit happens <laughs> you know we're we're only human <laughs> yeah stuff happens yep. uh but until then until next time bye-bye toodaloo next time on eclipsed a hero is put on trial another leaves the series for realsies see you on the spinoff my guy Siler tries his hand at teaching, and Claire never shows up to class unprepared without her trusty number two pencil. Tune in. <laughs>